excited about this one. Uh, one, because it's a local um, and, you know, something finally happened in our podunk city. It didn't just, you know, <laughs> we didn't just have cows exploding today. Um, you know, it's, it's really amazing to see what's happening. Um, but today we have Alex Jimenez um, with us who led the, um, and organized um, the uh, Black Lives Matter March and or the George Floyd March here in our city of Stephenville, which is extremely insane when you look at the feats that he probably had to go through and everything. But um, Alex, why don't you go ahead and introduce your, well, blah, do the rest of your bio. Man, I cannot <laughs> words today. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself, bud. Uh, yeah, so first of all, I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. This is an, an honor. Um, uh, never, you know, never in my wildest dreams when I was creating the, the march and protests did I ever think that it would have kind of blown up like this in a good way, uh, and, and it really has. So just, um, you know, a little bit about me. I'm Stephenville, born and raised. Um, I lived here my whole life. Uh, I graduated from Stephenville High School in 2015. Uh, I was an athlete. Um, I graduated third in my class, I believe. Uh, I went to the University of Texas at Austin, so I'm a Longhorn, and I know around these parts, most people are Aggies, so look <laughs> them horns. <laughs> um, so graduated uh, from UT in three years uh, in May 2018. Now I'm in law school. Uh, at Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, so I have one more year left there, so I'll graduate with my law degree in May of 2021. Um, so, nice. But right now, uh, yeah. oh, thank you very much, yeah. Um, so yeah, now I'm, you know, due to COVID, uh, I don't really have a summer job. Uh, I had one set up, um, but, uh, you know, COVID seems to be, messing up a lot of things in the world right now so and yeah. i'm <laughs> i'm not immune so <laughs> none of us are so yeah yeah that's that's uh yeah that's that's me pretty much well that's awesome man yeah no it's always fun to see um like i said you know we my family we moved here um years a handful of years ago now um oh it's been more than a handful oh god now. i don't don't want to know we're old. leave me alone um and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been different. Um, but we were definitely excited to see someone in the city kind of take a stand, you know, not just for high school football or, you know, mm -hmm. the, the standard Republican way, you know, it was something different. Mm -hmm. It was something out of the ordinary here. And so um, we're really excited for what you did. 
um, for this community. Um, Thank you. And, and it's, it's amazing to see that there's still people out there in this city um, who, who strive to make it better and want to change the world don't just want to accept the status quo. And that's really, really awesome to see. So. Um, what, I, what, one of my questions would be, what kind of prompted you to um, organize this protest? What was the, what, what led up to that? Um, I mean, just the protest itself. Uh, so I saw, you know, there's been a, a lot of protests going on throughout the country and honestly the whole world. Uh, so I was like, you know, I, this is something that I've kind of really gotten into. Um, I guess in 2017, I kind of started getting this like social justice and racism passion. Um, and I can get into that a little bit more uh, later. But as far as the protest itself goes, I, you know, I just had like this thought, like sometimes I'll just be walking around and get like really motivated. And I was like, you know what? we should do a Black Lives Matter uh, march or protest. So I like put it on my Snapchat story, completely on a whim, then put it on my Instagram story, same thing, completely on a whim. Um, didn't expect to get a whole lot of hits, but some people started swiping up and replying like, yes, please do it, please do it. And then uh, one of my, yeah, one of my friends from high school, um, she actually like texted me. She, and she was like, Alex, please do this. We need this so bad. And I was like, well, I guess I need to do it then. <laughs> and awesome. so, um, yeah, and that was, that was on, that was Sunday night. And I created like, a, I was like, okay, I'll make it just tell, like start letting some people know uh, we're going to have this. Um, I created a Facebook page and um yeah, I started inviting some people and I, you know, when I created it, I was like, there might be like 20 or 30 people. And then, um, yeah, I know. And like Sunday night, a bunch of people had responded and I don't know about you guys, but like, I, I like, if I have a lot going on, like at night, I like to just go for like a little drive, just kind of be in my own thoughts and get away from people. Right. And, uh, it like I had gotten a lot of responses and I was like, Oh shit, like this is going to be a big deal. <laughs> um, and that, that like, Oh shit, uh, feeling like continued, especially like into Monday, Monday night, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like <laughs> getting really big. Um, and that feeling, it started like when the police, the Stephenville police department reached out to me on Facebook and I was like, Oh no, like they wanted to meet with me. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was, I was nervous to meet with them, uh, just cause I didn't know them. And you know, I, right. and, uh, but I ended up, we met with them and they were fantastic. I, I think, uh, you know, the community of Stephenville is very lucky to have, uh, the, the chief and the assistant chief and the people that we met with in charge, uh, they were great. But yeah, that's just kind of how it started. So I got, and I had no idea wow. that so many things went into it. Like we needed like a, a license, a permit, a parade, something. Like we needed all these different things that thankfully the police department told us when we went in to meet with them. But they're like, you know, we're going to help you. And wow. I was like, okay, thank you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty unorganized to be honest, but it, we got it to where it needed to be. Well, by you the, didn't make it look that way. It looked yeah, very organized sure. and you knew what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think maybe it was good that I gave us like two days notice because we were like, you know, we just got to do it, you know. Right, we right. Didn't really have a whole lot of time to plan, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, I, I spoke at the at the rally, or pro, whatever you want to call it. Um, I like made my speech about 30 minutes before I went to the park. Like that's how like, on a whim it was. <laughs> And it, and I, little did I know that I was going to be speaking in front of like almost a thousand people. That was crazy. <laughs> so what was what was the count? Because I've heard multiple different numbers through multiple sources, and it it varies from like a hundred to well, it ranges from there to like over a thousand. You know, it, it's a, a wide number range. Yeah. So. Um, Tarleton actually wanted to get involved. Um, and so they set up like a little stand and they had 680 water bottles and Gatorades that they were passing out. Mm -hmm. And when they were done passing them out, there were none left and not everybody had gotten one. Wow. So wow. Okay. do that, do as you will with that. Um, right. I know uh, I was marching in front with the police officers and I was like, I think there's probably about 400 people here. And by the end of the march, the, the officer, uh, the assistant chief was like, Alex, that is a lot more than 400 people. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Like it was crazy when we would like turn corners and you like look back and you see all those people and you're like, Oh my gosh, that is a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. You know, looking at the photos and, and kind of hearing the response from a select group of people. Um, it, I mean, it was impactful. Um, you know, it, it seemed like it really struck a, a good chord with a lot of people here in town. Well, even for me, just seeing that there were that many people willing just to go out and march, like it wasn't, I mean, in this town, it's a little, it's edgy to be anything but conservative. So to see that many people, and I know there was a lot of people who weren't, you know, liberals or Demo Democrats, there was a lot of Republican, quote unquote, um, well, I wouldn't say quote unquote. <laughs> there was there was a lot of joined forces. So it wasn't yeah. like, okay, well, you're this and you're that. So we're just going to kind of keep you. There was a lot of allied forces there. Yeah. And that was really encouraging to see. Um, just for context, Stephenville is not a very big, I, don't, I wouldn't say we're a big city. We're like, the sign says 30,000 people, but it's 30,000 people, but there's only 44,000 people in the county. That's fair. So yeah. I don't know what we would say for Stephenville Stephenville makes up about 90% of the county in, in, in people. So really, whatever Stephenville decides and whatever meta Stephenville is mm -hmm. politically or socially is what um, pretty much ERAF County adapts and does. Yeah. Um, and, and since we're the seat of the county, it, it kind of messes with that. I'm just like, for context, for that many people to show up in the middle of COVID to support, you know, the, the George Floyd protest and the Black Lives Matter movement is huge. Yeah. And it's it was just remarkable to be able to see the body count <laughs> of, of the videos yeah. of the people just marching in the street and the line just didn't end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was huge. So what... See this was so this was your first time kind of organizing a protest. You hadn't had any prior yeah. experience of yeah. 
So Definitely like, not. what would you, if somebody, it, well, apparently if, if somebody in another town kind of like ours wants to put one together, what would that, what would be your advice to them? Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Well, I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me uh, oh, yeah? and I've kind of, yeah, been in, uh, been in with that. So there was one in Granbury, I think Granbury or Glenrose. There was one in both places, but one of them specifically wanted me to kind of take a lead role in their protest. And I, I'll be completely honest with you guys. Like after our protest, I was protested out. Like I, <laughs> it, it takes so much out of you. Like I'm so passionate about this cause, but I'm, I'm telling you, like it takes so much out of you after like, once you're done, you're just like, want to take a few days uh, mm-hmm. and just rest. Um, but also in Alito and I was in contact, uh, she's about my age. I think she put one on and, and from all I know it, it went really well. So advice that I would have is talk to the leaders of your community. So whether that's the mayor, um, uh, you definitely need to talk to the police chief or the police department. That would be probably step one. Um, if I was going to give you advice, because we couldn't have done it without them. And uh, you'll be surprised. Like, I know this whole George Floyd thing, you know, it has, you know, people of color versus the police or the citizens versus the police. And I understand why that is, but it shouldn't be like that. Like, we're more, we're stronger as one. We need to be united instead of divided. That's how we're going to make this situation better. So, you know, have the police on your side. You'd be surprised, like, how receptive they'll be. Now, you know, I can't speak to all other police departments, but the one in Stephenville was absolutely fantastic. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we have, we have common goals. Like, like me, I wanted to get my message across and I wanted it to be peaceful and safe because if it's not safe, you're going to lose your entire message. Absolutely. And the police department, you know, their number one priority obviously is safety. But then they were like, yeah, like what happened to George Floyd is ridiculous. Like that should have never happened. This is an issue. Like, so they not only supported our march, but they agreed with it. That's why they wanted to march with us. So you need to get that, um, you know, you need to get that police support, that police backing um, and have a good relationship with them. Like they, we were always texting. Like if I had an idea, I would send it to them. If they had an idea, they would send it to me. And like, we would keep that back and forth just keep, open line of communication that was great and made us a great team. Uh, so definitely get the police involved. Um, and then, you know, maybe get some people that you trust around you to kind of help you out because, um, you know, I, I couldn't have done it without the people that helped me out without the support. Right. Um, and then, and then, you know, try to get community leaders, uh, to join you, like to attend the March, like, Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, um, Stephenville football is huge here. And um, I wish, unfortunately, none of our high school coaches were, attended the rally that right. I know of. If, if they did, I apologize, but I didn't see many of them. But, you know, part of that's on me. Like, I should have met with them and said, please, please, please attend this or make them more informed of, like, why you're doing it and how you plan it on going. Right. Uh, so, but, like... The Tarleton president was there, huge. Like he was, that was awesome. The Tarleton basketball coach was there, men's and women's. An assistant Tarleton volleyball coach was there. 
the Tarl- the whole Tarleton football staff was there. Like, I mean, just those leaders and then get people in the community to speak like respected leaders in the community to speak, whether they're black or not, because for me, like it's black lives matter, but know your demographic. Like what is Stephenville's predominantly white. So, and I chose a white person, not necessarily because of that, because, you know, I would have wanted him either way, whether it was predominantly black or predominantly white or Hispanic, whatever. But, you know, it's, it's nice to have a white person, one that quote unquote looks like the rest of them to take the black side and side with them and, and understand. And, and, you know, it was, it was just, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's kind of like marketing almost you know know your yep. <laughs> know your business know you know know your consumers all you marketing gurus would probably know that better than i do but <laughs> right <laughs> right so let's uh let's actually camp here a minute um because there's so this is one of the bigger debates in the entire movement um mm-hmm. we see the um the statements like, you know, don't let them march with you uh, and things like that. And, of course, that is coming from metropolitan areas and bigger areas. Um, but we are also south of the Mason-Dixon by definition here in mm-hmm. Texas. You know, um, we are mm-hmm. in a state that was highly reluctant to, you know, um, release slaves after the fact, you know, even yeah. as Texas thing. So we, we do have this long history of that. Um, and so there has been always this, honestly, on the white end and, you know, uh, people of color side, there has been, um, animosity between the South and law enforcement, you know, of course. Yeah. um, I mean, most of my family is redneck and to be quite honest, when a cop drives by, they start checking, making sure like, are the tags of the car good? You know, like they start freaking out mm-hmm. even cause you know, rednecks are scared of the cops too. Um, and uh, for completely different completely reasons, different reasons uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, but the fact is, um, there's been a lot of mixed stuff on that, uh, and mm-hmm. I know you said a little bit to it, um, but like when when you're in a situation, let's say where most towns, like I know there's a handful of towns if you would go north of here that you know, still have clan meetings. Um, I remember oh, yeah. uh, under the post, someone said online um, on our community page that the, you know, San Angelo KKK was going to show up a, a, at this rally to anti-protest, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that person quickly backed off and tried to say, oh, he never said that, even though there was screenshot after screenshot of him saying it. Yeah. Um, and uh, People backpedal very fast when they realize what they've done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and so, um, but with stuff like that, where, how would you, what would you say in response to, that, to more so than what you already have about getting the police involved when, I mean, pretty much Black Lives Matter is calling for the complete deconstruction and restructuring of, of the entire policing system in America, not mm-hmm. just demilit- demilitarization and you know defunding properly but like we're talking complete turn them off get them gone restart type of thing what what would be the response from you on that i mean i understand it 
like believe me if and i'm i'm not black i don't claim to be black uh i you see what goes on uh you see like the legislation that uh, throughout history i understand the distrust of the black community and and law and but with law enforcement and even all people of color even hispanics and and um you know law enforcement now the thing is it believe me i understand it completely but right just if you kind of just take a step back and look at it if you for example if i hate someone and they hate me back and i just keep on hating them like nothing's ever going to get better right Right. If you don't actually like right. talk to them, but now what if I like reach out a hand and say, Hey, why don't we take a minute? Let's go sit down and let's talk about our differences because, you know, I think we can offer each other a lot of different perspectives or a lot of different values. Basically you sit down, you have a conversation. Next thing you know, you know, and you know, your friends, I think the, the rioting, the looting, you know, it, it it builds a lot of distrust between it, it adds to the distrust between law enforcement and and um african americans and then the police killings or police brutality you know does it, it that's the cops acting and it adds to that distrust the main thing is is you got to in my opinion at least try to come together because you know you have to try to talk things out. Um, right. I, believe me, I'm I'm as pro-black as anyone else, and I I hear the hurting, I hear the distrust, and I understand that. But at the same time, like you, like I was nervous to meet with the police department. You know, I felt that. I sat down and talked with them, and you'd be surprised. Like a lot of police department, a lot of police officers are probably pissed at Derek Shaw. Is it Chauvin? So what, whoever killed George Floyd yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. The officer that killed George Floyd. I bet a bunch of police officers are pissed at him because it makes them look bad too. And, and um, you know, you, you talk about like, obviously the African American community is pissed at George, uh, not George Floyd. He, they're pissed at, at the officer and a bunch of cops are too. So, you know, just, try to sit down and, and try to better the situation. I mean, try to understand like the, yeah, common ground, understand where you're coming from. Um, you know, it, if you, the, the whole division thing, you know, like I said, I understand it, but if you keep dividing, keep, you know, stuff like that, you know, are things really going to change? Like probably not. So you have to get, you know, yeah, obviously you have to, do legislation you have to fight that battle but another battle is that like the interpersonal side of it like even if police officers like if there's major reform those police officers those specific police officers officers will probably still be police officers at some like yeah so right. what if like a black person talks to an officer and like they talk out their differences you know it doesn't matter if it's in current day police off uh like current day police state or post reform state, you know, that, that officer is still going to be there and, and try to be and be a better person and, and not, you know, have less of a risk for police brutality. Yeah. Right. Right. 
No, that's a good answer. Um, and it, you know, again, everything right now is very hyperbolic, even mm-hmm. as ac- actions, you know, they're hyperbolic, which I, I understand. I'm, um, I'm, um, hmm, I am pro not pro riot. Um, because, <laughs> because so my, my big thing is, you know, America, you know, won its independence on bloodshed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, mm-hmm. I mean, we, most of our major movements have been major with movements rioting, have been which with isn't rioting, a good yeah. thing. which isn't a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm pro it because guess what? It, it gains results because mm-hmm. well, how do you want this to stop? Yeah, I would do what they want because they're mm-hmm. not going to stop writing, but yeah. then it does put a bad name. But when we look at it, this is the first riot scenario where it's been, you know, they're thugs, they're whatever, you know, but yet if other riot scenarios we have had, it's been deemed okay, you know, and of course that is a um, byproduct of the underlying racism in America and things like that. Um, You know, especially like, like here in Texas, Texas's biggest, biggest fall is it's anti-Latino for, and and I, I don't understand that in any form or fashion because Texas is not an, is just the English version of Tejas, the proper name of Texas, you know, and like, that's, that's what it is. And so like, I don't get that. Well, I think, I think a lot of, at least I have been, I know a lot of other people have too, are, are kind of feeling kind of stuck in the middle of like, yeah, we need to take severe action because everything over here isn't working. But we Mm -hmm. also know that there is a need to build bridges and to connect you know, connect where some things are broken and be like, we have to give each other hum- their humanity back. Because yeah. right now, mm-hmm. all the humanity has been stripped from cops, which part of me is like, ah, but no, they're, they're still humans, right? right? We can't just completely mm-hmm. strip them of their humanity and and just give them a label. Same thing with the Black community and the Hispanic community. You can't just say, well, here's these stereotypical you know labels that we put on them we have to give them their humanity back too there's a reason they're so angry there's a reason they're so um there's so there's so much big emotions going on right now because there's a lot of hurt there so we have to there's some of us and and again i'm stuck in the middle part of me wants to go yeah riot let's go let's burn it all Mm. down but then there's the other part of me is like no we need to sit down and have a lot of conversations a lot of conversations need to be happening. Right. Yeah. And so I was, like, I was, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and like one of the big things to learn and get with and understand is for me um, that I really had to, to understand was that it, it's not up, you know, again, I'm a white ally. This is something I came mm-hmm. into late in age. You know, I was low key racist pretty much until mm-hmm. about 26 five really and i grew up around multiple like i remember learning spanish from a lady because she taught me how to make tortillas the proper way because she didn't know english but i i learned because i went over and hung out but i still had like these judgmental things in my mind because i i didn't understand and of course when you're taught as a kid to have those underlying things you know you just don't know any better and and i know that's how a lot of people do that and, you know, and I see that big pushback and I know why everyone's 
pushing back against these type of movements, you know, and is so scared and, oh no, they're going to, you know, take, it's like, no, they don't want to take over. And it, you know, it took me understanding what Julia just said that, you know, we can't just punch the racist in the face as much as we want to, Mm -hmm. you know, for being bigoted as much as that, that hurts, um, seeing someone hurt someone just because they're, they're not like them you know have yeah. a different culture have a different whatever it's not okay um and so it i don't know it's it's it, mm, i guess a friend of mine said it best um to like sum up the the marches and the writing together um he said you know for a while we've been following king and we followed that for years now mm-hmm. but maybe it's time you know, we start learning from Malcolm a little bit, you know, referring to yeah. Max, who led some riots, yeah. who was incredibly aggressive um, Very, you know, yeah. after his death of Black Panthers came out of, and they did some messed up things, um, <laughs> you know, but. I mean, there, yeah, there's, there's a place. I mean, you know, if, and I, I hate to kind of refer to it as this, but if you like, it's like, a war almost like there's a bunch of different yeah. places yeah. there's a bunch of different types of battles to be fought uh there's you know and um you know say you know what you want about the writing i i was even at that point where um even before the pro now, now i never wanted my protests to get out right. of hand and violent but i had had i had thought you know it's time for the African American population to be, to be treated as equal. And if not burn the whole country down, because (laughs) this is not a country worth, I mean, honestly, because it's, it's not worth, if, if we're going to have this constitution of, and, 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 you know, everyone's created equal, uh, whatever, like, um, everyone's not. And you know, that it's not worth, being here if they're if the, if some part of the population is not being treated equal right my whole yeah. thing about about the writing is people that are on the edge of the black lives matter movement or against it oh, oh i guess there's going to be people for it in the middle and against it okay no matter what you do whether you riot or don't or do it peacefully the ones that are already for it are going to stay for it. And the ones that are already against it are probably going to stay against it, no matter whether it's peaceful or whether you riot. Now the people in the middle, if you do it peacefully, they'll be more willing to listen to you. Now, if you, if you riot, then they're probably not going to agree with the writing. So they're like, Oh, you you know, you shouldn't be writing. So it's going to push them against it. And that's, that's just like understanding people it's not necessarily that i agree with that or you know but but i do understand people like whether you know you agree with it or not writing is you know it, it it's probably going to push people on the fence to the other side and which is not what we want we want as more people on our side as we want yeah absolutely yeah i think i was listening to another pro another podcast and just my personal opinion on this is I think what initially started was the emotional reaction mm-hmm. um, of just you know the rioting, the loot, what, whatever was going on was very reactionary. I think mm-hmm. 
And as I've seen kind of in the news, I think what's happening now is that people are starting to, like you did, organize things and organ and make sure it's, you know, anti-violent, anti anything that's not, you know, we have a mission, here's our mission, this is what we're going to do. We're trying to get this message across. And mm. I think that's happening more and more throughout the states is that we're no longer just reacting. We're going, yeah. okay, here's the plan. Here's what happens if, you know, the police do retaliate. Here's what happened. Here's well, here's everything we're going to do to not, you know, discourage violence. Like I've saw, I've seen a few videos of people going, you know, don't, don't riot. <laughs> if someone yeah. is trying to incite violence, you know, uh, civilians arrest them. That's a yeah. horrible way to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, civil. What is that called? That's going to drive civilians arrest. That's not right. Civilians arrest. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's right. <laughs> it, right. it sounds <laughs> weird arrest, because yeah. we don't use the word civilians. Is uh, people civilians. are getting educated on how to do that <laughs> legally. Yeah. Um, and so I think, and that's kind of what the hope is going forward, is that, you know, Martin Luther King was about organizing and strategizing and coming up with, you know, let's talk to the business owners that we're going to be walking past. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. to, um, you know, what are the people's needs? You know, we're going to need babysitters. We're going to need people to, you know, like you, you got exhausted, like you said. Mm -hmm. Somebody yeah. else needs to step up and fill that in so you don't feel like you're having to be in 15 different places at once when people are like, well, that's a leader, go do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we need to be strategizing so we don't continue the violence, that we don't continue the things that are turning people off to the movement. Yeah, and, um, the absolutely. Um, informed on how to do that by having these conversations um, and, and speaking with people who we don't agree with um like whether that be the police the leaders of your city like just having that conversation i think will push the entire movement into a good direction yeah, yeah. definitely it and it it's something we need we need more of um you know the 60s if we talk to our, our, our grandparents or even some of our parents who were alive in the 60s and 70s it was that was the era of protests <laughs> You know, I mean, they protested the war. They protested equality again back then for men and women and people of color. You know, uh, then mm -hmm. we had um, King come out of that and start doing all that type of stuff back then as well. And so we had all these protests going on at once. Um, and I think now America has gotten so far away from what an actual protest is. You know, mm -hmm. and not just people getting angry because they were told to wear a mask because a deadly disease is sweeping the world. <laughs> you know, um, are you are you saying we should go talk to the boomers about how to protest? So, so I'm not a hundred percent anti boomer because I believe in boomer is now a mood like Karen. <laughs> um, you know that that's a whole thing now. Like you, like oh, yeah. I've been called a boomer by I was called a boomer today um, because like they named some band that came out like a week ago or something and i'm like what the crap is this music like what is this i can't even or or i said something about uh takashi 69 and they're like oh god you're a boomer and i'm like wait what i'm like look i'm 30 um that, yeah like i'm nowhere near that age range but i get what you're saying um you know i i'm not anti-old person because there's a lot of old people we need for I believe two reasons. One, they have wisdom and they've seen some shit. 
to, mm -hmm. they're usually loaded with money and willing to share. Um, <laughs> no, so like when you're planning a church, uh, ch churches need two people uh, and or businesses even when you're doing a business plan, you don't just look to get young people. You're like, we need some young people because it needs to grow and we need older people because, well, they got cash, you know. I would disagree with that. But I mean, but that's the business model of America. Usually after a certain age, you have some, some economic clout in a way to be able to assist with these things, no, you know? No. See, what, what you're saying is we need the energy of young people and we need the wisdom and the patience and the endurance of the older generation. Because we, we're like, let's go I mean, in and burn it down. And they're nice, like, whoa. That's a nicer way of saying we need your wisdom and cash. Like, that's just a nicer way of saying that no. statement, you know? I mean, but but still, I, either way we cut it, we we do have to meet in the middle with all age range. And I have seen a lot of people that I've interacted with of the um, boomer subtype of old people um, who have changed their minds, who have been like, you know, what I thought this protest was was completely changed after seeing well what it was you know it was night and day and they saw that this is really something it's a, it's a movement it's not a terrorist organization it's not people getting bust in to, to go and you know start a riot um and it kind of it did because you know alex you you reached out the hand and said hey come with me just walk with me you know that's all i want is just walk with me um, it did open a quite a few eyes. Um, half the people I've, I've have seen that have been pretty much dumpster firing or shit posting on our local community page, pretty much a lot of them have stopped, you know, and have been more receptive to LGBTQ plus have been more receptive to black lives matter. You know, um, a lot of them have outright stopped using all lives matter. Um, mostly because there's, I think everyone who went to the protest now completely just, you know, hunts those people down who use that terminology now. Uh, <laughs> but um, what do you think, Alex? Are you pro boomer or anti boomer? <laughs> I'm pro. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm pro people. I'm I'm pro everyone. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. No, and so are we. And like you know, yeah, we're in in our circles where the olders were considered the boomers of the group if they want to we are considered the old ones uh, we're the elder millennials uh, god don't even <laughs> um no oh uh, i did have a question what what was since we weren't able to be there what was the demographic of the people who attended was it mostly younger people or was there a mix what did it look like there was a pretty good mix honestly there was um you know a, a lot of uh people from Tarleton, uh, students, uh, and that would, I would think was probably the majority of our black population there. Uh, but there, you know, there was a, there was a, there was just a lot of people, um, you know, there was older people, uh, actually, um, an attorney that I interned for, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's pretty old. He's a former, uh, Texas Senator. And he was there. It meant that much to him to to make it out there. So that that really meant That's a lot awesome. to me. That's awesome. Um, you know, there was a bunch of people uh, that wanted to shake my hand that had uh, kind of seen what I'd been posting on Facebook and just said, "Hey, you know, we thank you so much for doing this." Um, and it was, you know, young, middle aged, 
older. Uh, I don't want to say old. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was a great mix. Um, it was just, it was, it was awesome, man. I, I, it, I can't, uh, like I said, I think I said this earlier, I, I can't, I would have never imagined it had been this successful and it, it really has. So, and that's a tribute to the people uh, that were there supporting me for sure. Right. Um, so one question, I guess, kind of on that, um, what, uh, it might be off topic, but I want to know what pushback did you receive? Because, you know, pushback. Like, yeah. Like what, like who slid into oh, the DMs man. and just, you know, completely tried to like hinder everything or did that happen or did that? Happen um, all, you know? So no, no personal DMs were sent to me. Thank oh, good goodness. Job. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. Hold on. Let me, well, let me qualify that. <laughs> no personal DMs in like were combative towards me. They were all in support. So that was nice. That's awesome. That's wow. awesome. Um, yeah. So that was, that was good. But you know, I mean, you guys saw it and, and a bunch of people in, in this community saw it. There were, you know, we have the Erath County rent and rave, the, you know, the Flash, the Empire Tribune, they were posting articles, people are getting pissed. Um, I did see actually a guy that I went to high school with. Um, yeah, he 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 was totally anti-protest and, and he said, he had a comment about me uh, that apparently I, he, he knew the leader of the, the, the organizer of the protest is talking about me and said, he's not, oppressed in quotation marks he had oppressed or something in any way the funny thing about that was i have maybe spoken like three words to that guy in my entire life so i don't even know how he knows whether i'm oppressed or not but right, you know, he, right. He, apparently he knows me really well um <laughs> yeah but um and and it's just like you know even if i'm not oppressed i'm not going to say whether i am or not but right know, even if I'm not, why can't I not stand up for the people that are, you know, but you know, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll kind of, I'll kind of back away from that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's just, um, a bunch of people. I, I, yeah, I had a lot of pushback. I, um, people wanting to run us over, uh, actually someone in my family, uh, wanted to run me over. Ah, uh, shout out to wow. him. Glad, glad you didn't run me over, man. Uh, same? <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. No, I'm not going to go there. Uh, he knows who he is. Maybe he's listening to this one. Um. Oh, and another one. This is one of my favorites. Uh. So, I'll keep kind of a long story short. I had my hair braided in cornrows for the protest, and the reason I did that was because my cousin. Uh, her name's Nevea. Uh, shout out to her, by the way. She braided my hair in cornrows in March, and she actually passed away about a month ago. She was 16, and so I don't want to. I don't want a sob story or anything. But I had my cornrows done for the protest because, first of all, Nevea was half black, so you know, a lot of yeah. my inspiration behind it was her, and and just to honor her. And I, you know, if you guys. Uh, whether you are or not the listeners, whatever it's your business, but if you're spiritual or not, you know, I, I wanted her to be there with me and walking with me. Um, 
So um, I posted that on Facebook and this lady, uh, man, it was, it was pretty funny. I, I can't remember. She put like this. So this is, she uh, shared it and put a comment, like posted a caption on it. And she said, so this is the puke that is joining Stephenville PD to protest our police, something like that. She called me a puke. I, I don't know about you guys, but I've never been called wow. a puke before. And I've never, um, I've never called anyone a puke before. I don't even know what that means. But, <laughs> right, um, right. Uh, but yeah, so whoever you are, maybe you're listening to this, that, um, you know, you're not worth my time to, to comment on, uh, on Facebook. But I will tell you that that was to honor my right. uh, deceased 16-year-old cousin. So. Uh, there's right. a reason behind everything, so don't jump to conclusions. Um, what else did I? The the main thing was is just I told my mom, stay off Facebook, and at the same time, <laughs> I would tell her like, mom, stay off Facebook, and I'd have my Facebook pulled up and like scrolling through comments because <laughs> it's so hard to stay off. But like, like you just you you have two options: you can either stay off completely or not let any of it get to you. Um, yeah. And, One and of it's those hard, but really hard though. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, you see, and you see people that, you know, you think that you're cool with kind of friends with because yeah. your true friends won't ever hate you like that. But, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was entertaining <laughs> to say, you know, I can kind of laugh about it now, but I was kind of shitting my pants back <laughs> and lead up to it. But yeah, Heiko ran and raved the same thing. A bunch of, you know, Heiko is like a safe haven for the clan. So that was, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was, that was, uh, I don't know. That was something to see, I guess. <laughs> well, how are you, how are you but, doing? Now? Yeah. It's been about a week and yeah, I'm doing great. Calm um, down. Are you still getting any, are you, you still a little nervous or has it kind of, um, a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, not a hundred percent comfortable going out in public yet. Uh, I actually went out Saturday night and I was pretty nervous, but what was awesome was a bunch of people wanted to shake my hand and a bunch of people that I hadn't met at the rally or ever before. They're like, Alex, I just wanted to meet you. Thank you so much for doing what you did. And, you know, I know, that that really that means a lot to me and my family just knowing the support that I have even if you weren't at the rally just you coming over and, and saying you know thank you for doing what I'm doing right uh, for doing what I did you know that means a lot so that makes me a little bit more comfortable going out into public now uh just because I know like if anything were to happen or if um you know people were going to try to do something to me that I'd have a lot of people that had my back as well yeah. So yeah, that that's been pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. That yeah, and that's amazing. again, that's and that's a good thing to see. Again, in a town like this where where it's kind of known for being backwards, you know, it's it's really cool to see that effect, you know. Yeah. Um and, and that brings a lot of hope that honestly maybe you know, that people are kind of getting the hint, you know, that are kind of going, well, maybe maybe this is the the right way to do this. Um, and honestly, I am surprised you didn't get more pushback. Like, 
like yeah, drastically uh... surprised, you know, <laughs> like, like it just seems, and, and that's horrible for me to think in a town like this, but like, like I know where we are. Like you talked about earlier, knowing your crowd, we know the crowd here, oh, you yeah. know? Um, you know, I'll just, I like, I know a bunch of people were scared of people like coming from out of town. You know, the people that I was scared of the locals, yeah, the the Stephenville yeah. people that that I know had seen on Facebook, the whoever um, was a part of that KKK rally in 2007 in Stephenville. I don't know if you knew that that happened, yeah. but yeah, there's a KKK yeah. rally in 2007 in Stephenville. Mm-hmm. Those were the people that scared me. Those are the people that you know that I wasn't able to get a lot a lot of sleep in the lead up to the to the march. Right. Well, yeah. Um, so those, you know, I, and I've told several people that I was like, you know what, you know, people are going to be, you know, they're going to fear who they fear. I'll tell you what I was scared of the locals. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the thing about it is, is, um, you know, we, we tried to make it as non-political as possible because it honestly, it shouldn't be political. Absolutely. It's human Absolutely. decency. Like you can be, unfortunately, it has turned very political, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be, it doesn't need to be. And it shouldn't be like, you can be the biggest right wing Republican in the world or the biggest left wing Democrat in the world or anything in between. And you can still be like, Hey, black lives do matter. Like, yeah. Right. We're going to, you know, we're going (laughs) to, yeah. And, and that's, you know, I have, I have friends from, you know, from super right wing to super left wing to everything in the middle, I have friends and, and they, they know what I'm about. You know, they know that I'm, I'm a, you know, they, at least I would like to think that they think that I'm a a good dude and that I'm genuine and, and I'm, you know, passionate. And so even, um, you know, some of the fairly or very conservative friends that I have reached out to me before the protest and like, Hey, I just wanted to wish you luck. Um, you know, don't, you know, don't let anyone mess with you. You, you go out there and you do your thing. We know it's for a good cause. Just, we just want to wish you luck and we'll be praying for you. You know, something like that, Right. Uh, which right. was awesome. You know, like I said, it doesn't have to be political at all and it shouldn't be. Um, but another thing, you know, I think my family, cause my, both of my parents are teachers, so they're pretty well known in the community. And I think that's probably why I didn't get as much pushback as one might expect. Like even, you know, you said you would expect me to get more pushback. Like I would too. Like, believe me, I know. (laughs) Um, But I just think that, you know, my parents have taught a lot of kids. Uh, You know, I went through the Stephenville school system. I have a lot of friends. We know a lot of people. Um, Yeah. And I would like to think that we're at least fairly respected in, in the community. So. I would hope that if people knew that I was putting it on, they would at least respect what I have to say, whether they agreed with it or not. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was, a, it was amazing. I, I know I keep saying, using that word, but like, <laughs> I genuinely thought like, all right, it's going to be 40 people and we're going to do this. Let's go. Yeah. And just uh, when my friend arrived, she's like, there's a hundred here because she got there really early. And, she's like, and they're, mm-hmm. they're just cars. They just keep coming. Like, what is going on? Yeah. 
So there was a ton. I remember <laughs> like people like pointing. So, you know, at the park, like there's Ranger College across the street. Yeah. Uh, people were like pointing like, hey, look, they point. They're like, hey, Alex, look at all those people. And I looked and there was just like a freaking Fourth of July parade, like just marching towards me. I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is huge. So um, I know we've been uh, on for about an hour or so, um, but what is one thing that either you learned from this or one thing that you would want to encourage or tell other people um, after experiencing organizing a protest and following it all the way through? Um, man, just listen. Like there is a reason we had the protest. There's a reason, whether you agree with the riots and looting or not, there's a reason why it's going on. Um, and you don't have to agree with us, but just please just like listen. Um, you know, I, I had an incident, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you guys, I'm, I'm kind of ready to say this publicly. I haven't, I, I didn't want to say anything about it on Facebook. Um, or social media because I didn't want to take away from the great success of the protest. Right. But I did have an incident after the protest where um, I was approached by an old white man, not that that makes a difference, but an old white man right. who had a gun and I was very, felt very, very threatened. And, um, I know that if I would have taken a step or two towards him, he probably would have shot me. Uh, and I don't think that I was yeah. targeted. I think that was just, you know, I was profiled and he thought that I was just there to cause trouble, but it was, you know, about 30 minutes or an hour after the protest. And what I can tell you, and you know, I didn't get into much details of it. You know, if you're out there listening uh, and you want to reach out more, uh, you know, I, I can definitely share more details, but that's the gist of it. Like right. he was staring at me. He was walking towards me. I asked him why he was walking towards me basically. And he kept walking towards me. Then I saw he had a gun. Um, that fear, like I have never experienced that amount of fear in my entire life. Right. And that is something that the African American community has to deal with like almost on a daily basis. Like Ahmaud Arbery, he went on a jog and got lynched. Um, yeah. You know, they yeah. all, you know, they can't even leave their house without kind of looking over their shoulder just to make sure that nothing's going to happen. Like that right. sucks. Like I would never, I don't care if you're white, black, brown, green, pink, you know, whatever the color of your skin is. I would never want anyone to have to deal with that level of fear. Um, and I think, you know, just please just listen. Like there's a reason behind the movement. There's a reason behind, you know, like I said, the writing, the looting, like that fear, like, and I hate that it happened, but I, on another way, I'm glad that it happened because it got me more in tune with what an African-American feels in this country. Right. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so No, sorry. I mean it's all it, it messed me up for about fifteen minutes, but then I was like, you know what? Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean you're you're a hundred percent right. Like that that's a real thing for 
a good portion of America, you know, um, and and that's that's just commonplace. Yeah. You know, it's not just well, this happened. You know, what are we going to do about it? But it's it's just on Tuesday, you know, and that's. Yeah. I mean, what I try to tell people is like, don't think of it necessarily as me. Like, what if it was, you know, what if at that time, right after that, you know, with that incident, instead of like, if it wasn't me, imagine it being your best friend, you know, heck, you know, I wasn't there, but the Trayvon Martin incident when George Zimmerman killed him, like Trayvon took a step or two at least towards George Zimmerman. Like, what if I had done that? Yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, you're at my funeral. Um, Yeah. You know, it it could be, you know, I have, uh, you know, it could have been anyone. It could have been, you know, some high school football player that you root for on Friday nights. Like, what if they had taken two steps towards him? Like, it's not just me. Like, it happened to me. But think of it like happening to someone that you know, because those views, that person that walked towards me, that old white man that walked towards me didn't say, that's Alex Jimenez. I want to kill him. Right. Or I want to cause him harm. He was just looking at, there's a brown guy or a dark guy or a person of color. I want to do something about it. Right. You know, so that experience that I had can be easily transferable to anyone else of color. Yeah. yeah. And I think the more the more that we listen, I think the more empathy we can gain from that. Definitely. Being like it's not just this random person. I know that could be Yeah. Um that that's somebody's friend, that's someone's daughter, that's someone's son, that's someone's best friend, that's someone's dad. Exactly. So, yeah, the more we give people their humanity back, the better we will be as a country. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's also it's also like, so the people on the fence, and I know we talked about it a little bit, and I'll keep this one short, but basically it's teaching them that pretty much what is white privilege. It doesn't make us less, you know, I'm a white guy. I have white privilege. I know this. It doesn't mean I'm a horrible human being because I have it. It means society has done something to make this a thing even, you know, um, and with that, other white allies of people of color need to realize like so if i was in that scenario um like how i think about it and this is because again this is a a a white privilege standpoint unfortunately because i know how our society works i'm allowed to confront the dude like i Mm -hmm. the thought doesn't get passed through my head oh he's gonna shoot me it's okay i can confront this guy you know even though he has a gun like that's kind of the thought and I know a lot of other guys, you know, white guys who that's the same thought process. It doesn't cross our mind that, oh, this other dude's going to shoot us. No, it's I get to talk him down. But mm-hmm. it took me realizing that everyone else doesn't get that. That's yeah. messed up. That, that, that just because of a tone of skin, uh, a different hairstyle, whatever it may be, that they don't get the same thing of going, whoa, 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 whoa. They just, they get a decision of how they get to get away. That's about it. And even yeah. then that can be That's taken. all I did, yeah. You know? That's all, that's, I just, I ran, I ran away, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's a horrible, horrible thought. But getting people to realize, again, white allies to realize 
that, you know, saying they have white privilege isn't a bad thing. It's we need to use that to support our brothers and sisters of color in these scenarios, like um, standing in between like a Black Lives Matter march and more hostile things. um, Allies will stand in between the cops and the protesters because, again, cops are a little less willing to, you know, hit on a white person. And and again, it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And I hate the words that I'm saying right now. Um, I hate that this is even a concept in our society. Um, Mm -hmm. I have friends over in Europe who have no understanding of the word white privilege until we explain it to them because in their society, that's not a thing. They have a hierarchy due to like royalty and whatnot, but like, yeah, they don't understand racism in the same thing. Well, like he, uh, a friend of ours, in racism exists outside the U.S. It's different though. So it's like they're they're racist against Irish dudes. You know, it's still racism in their yeah. country. That's it fair. is, and it's fair. still that in their country. But the fact is, understanding it, how it's happening here, they're like, "What the hell's wrong with you guys? Like, yeah. what is the matter with you?" <laughs> you America, know? man. And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm American. I apologize." <laughs> we stopped having you know? conversations and started demonizing people. I think that's what yeah. But to say that, and, and to any person on the fence about admitting one, you have white privilege, or two, on the fence about, you know, should I stand with our brothers and sisters of color? Yes, you should. Yes, just admit you have it and stop using it to disenfranchise a movement in a whole entire multiple people groups and use it to support and love and to get them where we no longer can say the word white privilege in America, where it's just privilege everyone has privilege like that's the goal where it's not just white privilege or black privilege or whatever it's just we're 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 a country that has privilege you know and that's all they want that's it it's a simple concept and yet crap like this happens you know um yeah for too long it's happened it's you know too way too long and for you guys out there um, it wasn't just slavery and Jim Crow. It wasn't just that. It was uh, a lot more things that you'll never learn in school that have happened that um, pre- pretty pretty disgraceful. And pretty, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's oh a, yeah. There's a whole bunch of nuance. And yeah, good. One, one, of the, one of the steps of having these conversations is being informed. And I mean, mm. there's there's so many fantastic, well-written articles with sources and dates and all the things you could ever ask for on Google in your local library. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to kind of start having these conversations, get in the game, get informed, understand what our past has been and what has led us to this point so that we can go forward. Yeah. Um, part of being able to have a conversation is being 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 able to understand where another person is coming from without them having to sit there and explain their trauma to you. <laughs> um, Cause that's, yeah, that's, that's emotionally definitely. draining anyways, just being able yeah. to have to recount yeah. your story to, you know, 50 different people. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so with that, is there, um, it's kind of a new thing we're going to do, but uh, is there anything that you're reading um, that you're listening to or like someone you're following um, 
on the whole, you know, activism movement for Black Lives Matters and stuff like that currently um, that's um, inspiring you? Uh, reading, no, I, I do a lot of like random research. Um, so, you know, I, you know, some things that have really affected, affected me is, uh, the Black Panthers, uh, how the government actually killed Black Panthers and deemed them a terrorist group. Um, the Tuskegee experiment. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh, it's when the government like sanctioned to infect a population of black people with syphilis uh, to test penicillin. Actually, not to test penicillin. They wanted to see the effects of syphilis, untreated syphilis in the human body. So they infected black people with it. Look ah. that up. It's true. Um, the, there's a Netflix documentary, 13th. Um, it's really interesting. It's really, yeah, it's really good. Um, redlining, another thing that I've really, uh, that, I think did, I mean, that's so much damage in the African-American community. Um, as far as a person goes, you know, and, <laughs> you know, since I did the protest, I know I'm quote unquote, a controversial person. So, <laughs> um, the one guy and I, I <laughs> it shouldn't be, but it is, um, the one guy that I, that really changed my life and uh, you can you know you listeners out there can take this as you will was uh, Colin Kaepernick um, you know I think every person goes through a stage like emotionally and mentally where they transform from a child to an adult right and Colin Kaepernick doing what he did made that transition for me he may i cannot explain how much of a better person he's made me how much of a stronger person he's made me um and if he would have never done what he did um you know that you know i would have never done what i did and right. a lot of people would have never done what they did um he's been such a freaking inspiration to me um you know and and and, you know, people are going to, like, say, oh, well, you shouldn't look up to him because you, you know, do whatever. I'm like, well, everyone has that one, like, person that they look up to yeah. that made them a better person. And, and, like, me, you know, I haven't even, like, said the political things about, like, about Kaepernick at all. Like, like the specifics that he's done. I'm just saying, like, he has made me such a freaking better person that, you know, not that I was ever really a bad person, but I wouldn't be near the man that I am today if it wasn't for him. And I think if people just like understand that and be like, okay, yeah, like he's done this, this good for Alex. Like I can compare Colin Kaepernick to person X that, you know, helped me with something and made me such a better person. Right. You know, I think if people will just like stop like tagging someone like Colin Kaepernick, you know, people are going to say like, oh, anti-American, this and that and, you know, whatever. No, just like compare him, compare. This is like kind of the whole thing is like compare Colin Kaepernick to a person that you really look up to and that made you a really better, like a lot better person. That's what he was for me. So that's why he means so much to me. That's really cool. That's awesome, man. That is incredibly awesome. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us today at Reapcast. Um, 
Alex, thank you so much for taking your evening and spending it with us and talking really about one of the coolest things we've seen in Stephenville in the God years we've been here. <laughs> Seven. Um, thank you. Thank you. You know, um, again, it is an inspiration and Honestly, I hope you are someone's Kaepernick. I hope someone, a, a younger kid sees you has been like, hey, that's what this is about, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, where can people find you online if you want to give that out? Like <laughs> Do you want to Twitter me? <laughs> uh, or anything? If you want to plug anything, by all means. Uh, our, um, our, yeah, our so. Friendly. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean facebook uh alex jimenez uh instagram at d-o-m-i-n underscore i underscore can that's doing underscore i underscore can that's uh instagram and twitter um okay. and please like i'm saying this because i'm super genuine about it if you have questions if you want to be informed please 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 reach out to me like I would say that you guys are fairly informed about the, the whole like African-American experience, but I saw your face and you guys on the podcast, you know, this is audio only, but we're doing a zoom call right now. I saw you guys' faces. Like you guys have never heard of the Tuskegee experiment. No, right? no we have not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, if you hear like something like that, like, wow, they injected people with syphilis, like stuff like that. Like, people like don't they just don't know they don't know the extent yeah. like how deep it runs yeah uh, so please like by all means i can send resources i can send like things that i sometimes research please 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 reach out comment on my posts um share them uh you know dm me about qu any questions like i'm super sincere even if you don't agree with it if, if you don't agree and still like want to just be informed, you know, maybe you're that person on the fence that maybe we can, you know, you know, I'm not going to push you one way or the other. I'm just going to say like, here's what has happened. Here's why they feel the way they feel. Right. And this is why, like, maybe that can help you. Right. That is really cool of you, man. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And I hope, I hope y'all do. Cause yeah. like the more we can have conversations, I know we've said, beat this into the ground but the more we can have conversations the better we can understand yeah our friends and our enemies and hopefully turn some of those enemies into friends yeah absolutely yeah. and that's the that's the goal of the whole thing it's you know my thing was peace love and equality that was like my three things in my protest that i wanted to accomplish why in the world is that controversial it shouldn't peace everyone wants peace Everyone wants to be loved. And why the heck can everyone not be treated as equal? That should right. not be controversial, in, in my opinion. And I think anyone that looks at it through a reasonable lens would say, like, yeah, you're right. People should, like, this place should be peaceful. There should be love between its citizens. And everyone should be treated equally. Like right. that, you know, it's basic. Yeah. Yeah perfect way to end man yeah no, <laughs> no it let's is let's get it well everyone go check out alex go find him go talk with him um we'll have links in the yeah, description we'll have links yeah, to yeah. his stuff in the description um but yeah guys you know where to find us um itunes uh stitcher uh iheart radio 
uh, go check us out. Um, go and find us. Uh, you know, we you know we've had a long hiatus for about ten months, and we're back on this podcasting train. Um, but yeah, um, and go check out Cermo, our daily podcast on Anchor. Um, it's a question and answer podcast. You get to leave um, an answer to the question we ask one daily, um, and uh, it's more interactive. Um, so go check that out. Um, you can find that pretty much anywhere where podcasts are heard as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's been wonderful. Again, thank you, Alex, for taking your time. And uh, y'all have a good one. This has been Recast. Thank you.